0: there everyone and welcome to the Athlete Cafe. Hi guys, I'm Carly, former collegiate lacrosse player. I'm Abby, former gymnast and collegiate dancer.
1: I'm Francis,
0: former collegiate track athlete. And I'm Emily, former collegiate volleyball player. Let's get into today's topics and see what's on the menu.
1: Large cappuccino. Order's up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited kind of be doing this. I feel like the last time we did it, it was like the big to-do and now we're back again. And it's like, I'm excited to kind of get more of a routine with it. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. Yeah. We got our first guest too. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> Just so Voluntary or
0: not? I'm not really sure. <laughs> we have a guest doggo with us today. I'm sure if you're watching our video, you'll be able to see him. Mm-hmm. Provided the the calm vibes here today sorry in in kind if you hear the snoring yeah he's kind of pinned me down (laughs) francis might also fall asleep by this just from the snuggles (laughs) but we're very excited so i think today we want to really get into um i mean honestly like we were talking earlier this week trying to figure out where to just go next after our Mm -hmm. first couple episodes aired Mm -hmm. um we have a ton of topics to go yeah. through so it's like exciting because we know that this isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon mm-hmm. but um what is the next thing we want to get to um and so I feel like recently we've had a lot of kids not a lot of our kids but it's a common theme of just like athlete identity and Mm -hmm. we feel like it's a very important piece to touch on and we kind of want to do it earlier on in these episodes to make sure that it's it's in here and people have a place to go to it's not like you're waiting for it Mm -hmm. so Um, I think we really want to go through that today as our topic, um, and just shed some light on different aspects of athlete identity and hopefully whoever is listening can kind of just gain some different perspective and just kind of hopefully feel a little bit more like you're not alone and maybe just that Mm -hmm. feeling that you have of whatever that identity is, wherever you're at in your life of your sport. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. Um. I know, Francis. when we were going through this, you kind of started off with this idea of um, just like the timeline of your athletic identity and what that means. So why don't you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I think
1: think it's hard for a lot of athletes to think about. But at some point, whether it's high school, college, professional, (laughs) um, oh, okay, (laughs) Um, at some point, like you hang up the jersey and at some point Mm -hmm. whether it's in your control and you know when your last meet your last competition is or if it's a career-ending injury like or
2: COVID hits and you don't get your right
3: (laughs) worst thing ever and
1: and like i think that's a hard uh thing for a lot of athletes to face is i mean you spend so many um weeks hours years like training as an athlete and then it ends And then it's, what do I do now, right? (laughs) Um, And so I think that's something that a lot of athletes struggle with, but that's, like, something every athlete, like, gets to, right?
2: And I think, like, coaches and, like, parents and whoever it is don't know how to prepare you for that. Like, Mm -hmm. you spend so much time talking about this is all the training you have to do for your sport and Mm -hmm. for your success, but then – you don't really get that same
0: training to, you know, know how to exit your sport. Right. And a lot of times I feel like people don't think about it until you're at that tail end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, like you said, you do get an injury that comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like, you get so caught up in that current State that you're in. When I was 13, 14, 15 years old, like that was my whole world. I wasn't thinking about volleyball was going to go on forever. Six years later, when I was going to possibly be done at the end of college, like I just wasn't even thinking about that. And again, like we're not trying to be Debbie Downers over here about like forcing you to think about it, but. It's just it is such an important fact that people don't bring up enough of like Mm -hmm. preparing for that ahead of time. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about being proactive with our confidence. Like you also have to be proactive with the way that you're viewing your identity and Mm -hmm. how that is affecting you. Because it's great that you're doing so well in your sport. And it's great that it's like you're continuing down the path year after year, but – there's a lot of truth to be said about when you do hang up that Jersey for whatever reason. And it's hard. Yeah. It's really, hard. it's really, really hard.
3: I think one of the best places to start when you're kind of figuring out who you are and something that I, like, I know, I think Francis says too, like we mm-hmm. always ask in the first session to our clients or our, our athletes, like, who are you? Who's Emily Marcinowski? Mm-hmm. And don't say anything about, about being sports. an athlete. Like, right. tell me everything you think I should know. Your interests, your passions, your, you know, family life, your friend life, your just anything you can think of, mm-hmm. without saying anything about and like. They all, things, and they all and they all blank. It's yeah. like, wait, that's hard. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. So like, that's why I'm making it, you right? do it. <laughs> right? Let's think about it. Let's mm-hmm. dive in. And sometimes, like that, I've seen is like. They'll say, like, I'm, you know, I'm in eighth grade and, you know, um, I don't know. They say very, like, minimal or simple basic things. And then I'm like, okay, like, what about your school life? What about your home Mm -hmm. life, right? And so I, like, pull it out and they're like, oh. So I think it's also just thinking about, like, the other aspects of life that, you know, are so normalized and so Mm -hmm. day-to-day that you don't really think about but are just as important as Mm -hmm. your athlete identity, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a piece of that, too, of like, you know, I kind of think of it as like a balance scale, but like, yes, your athlete identity might be a little more important in your mind, and just because, like, you play an instrument or you have this great artistic ability, it may not be as important in your life, but you still have to give it credit. And you Mm -hmm. still have to really lean into that if it is something that you enjoy doing. Um, And I think oftentimes we just get, again, your schedule. It's like the athletic part might take up more of your time. Right. And that's that's great. But it's like, how can we, as your mental performance coaches, encourage you to really lean into those other areas? Yeah. Like
2: what other roles do you have to fulfill during the week? Or do you get to fulfill throughout the week and making sure that the successes that you are gaining there feel mm-hmm. just as good as and important as successes exactly. in your athletics,
3: and it can be as simple as like I'm a brother, I'm a sister, yeah. I'm a daughter, you know, I'm a son, and I'm like you. Yes, it those feels so normal you're at home all the time. You're mm-hmm. right; it's just part yelling of yelling at yeah. your little sister, like all, all those things. Mm-hmm. But you know, tapping into those things when you have to hang out up the jersey, right? Like right. It's, you have to remember those things and and pour energy into those things maybe not as much, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in season, you know, right. some things right. kind of fall behind, but still reminding yourself like I have all these other amazing things in my life and mm-hmm. all these other roles in my life and yes. that I wear.
0: So, right. right? I think of my one client um I just met with her this week. She's a volleyball player and she kind of her one uh, travel season was ending and she was like, "You know, I just went and I made this ensemble team for my high school next year. And we talked awesome. for like 30, 40 yeah. minutes about yeah. it. And she was so exciting. And she was trying out for another piece. And that singing piece is just so important for her in life. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I've really, I've come to find that like I love volleyball and I'm hopeful to make, you know, my high school team next year when I try out. But like this part of me is so important. And it's been so great for me. Like before, you know, at the beginning of my travel season, I thought, um, you know, I was this really great volleyball player and I still am. But seeing how these other parts
1: fulfill me as well Mm -hmm. has been super important I think she's
0: always thought that but it kind of seemed to like
1: hit her yeah more recently I don't know I I actually just had someone this week who um and she's younger so I was more surprised to kind of like hear it from her but um she's like at that point where like school's wrapping up so finals and exams are coming up and she's getting like really stressed out Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. practice and school and um she like mentioned to me she's just like I, like I want school to be important and I want to put in um, my time there and get my grades because I know sports will not always be there and I want a degree yeah, to like fall back on. Sure. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Like, and, it's, and
2: it's so hard sometimes. It's and, hard. You know, and it's that kind of balance of, OK, I have a lot of homework tonight. But I have practice. Mm-hmm. Is it worth going to practice and being so stressed out at practice because I know I have to come home and do a ton of homework that then I don't feel like I'm having a good practice and then I'm? St- feeling like I can't get my work done? Or would it be better to not go to practice that night
3: mm. and stay mm-hmm. home and work on my homework? like that's a curse word to people. Yeah, yeah like, right? Uh, but, but, oh no, okay. but it's one of
2: those things that yeah. like, if you, you can't pour all of your energy into mm-hmm. both of those right. identities and both of those roles, sometimes you have to pick one. And I think just as athletes, we're so ready and easily able to pick that, I'm gonna put my sport first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is the role that is most important. And all else can kind of fall to the wayside. But there are some Mm -hmm. days where you're like, yeah, I just can't go to practice tonight and my coaches are going to have to be okay with that because school Mm -hmm. is so important for me. Or my brother's birthday party or my little Mm -hmm. sister has a softball game I want to go to, right? It is a – sometimes you don't want to put that athlete as the same thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's your role as a sister needs to be Mm -hmm. your main identity for that day. And It's hard. It's really, really hard. But knowing that those are all important to you
3: and Mm -hmm. that each
2: one is going to have its time and place makes it a little bit easier to make that hard call.
3: The other piece of that that I know we always talk about is the athletes that – play multi-sports, right? And that's yes. usually in the oh, middle school. Yeah. school, school. Oh, yes. am well, oh, yes. like, oh, my God, I want to be the best gymnast. I want to be the best lacrosse player. I want to be the best – you know, it's like that is impossible. You can't yes. do it all, right? Like, And I think it gets to a point that is hard and kind of goes back to the identity of like – where like which one's most important like you you right. gotta choose one like if you want to go to college or you want to kind of like pour your energy into one you know you got it you got to choose one right, mm-hmm. right. it's a, can't do it all yeah you know? yeah
0: when I talk you know I think of a client that I have and she, she plays a great softball player and a great volleyball player yeah. and she is trying to Be the best at both, and I'm like, you know, it is. I hate to say this, but like, you're in volleyball season. You gotta give more time to volleyball. Mm -hmm. Softball that is your that is your identity identity right now. now. You can do softball when you have the free time. But I literally pulled out a 24 hour like pie chart with her, and we colored in all of the hours where she had things to do, and Mm -hmm. there was literally. Three hours in her day of yeah. free time, yeah. and I'm like, softball just is not going to be there for you right now. Right. And I, you know, I'm sitting here with you, and that's really hard. Mm-hmm. But you've got to take those in stride. And in the summer, softball yeah. will be right. your main thing, and How it'll it'll shift. That? I don't think she liked reality. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have, I, have liked it. it. it I still for, wouldn't have. I wouldn't oh, have yeah. liked it either. And it's hard for honestly me, as her mount performance coach, mm-hmm. to say that. But there's a big piece of like, y- there's a lot of pressure that I felt like playing multiple sports, you have to like mm-hmm. be so good at all of it, to get the play time, mm-hmm. to feel like you're getting better. And I don't know. It's just – it's hard to know if that's really achievable at all times.
3: It's really tough. Something falls behind. Right. It, yeah. it just has to. And I think like we've seen too with the perfectionists, like yes. the people that yes. identify oh, have yeah. pe- perfectionistic tendencies, like oh my gosh, that is like just – it's a failure is, to them. Yes. They can't yes. be the best at everything that they do. Right. School, three sports being a human, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Something falls behind eventually.
2: Yeah. so And I think it's also interesting like with that, like even if you're not the absolute best athlete, you don't, you know, make it to the pros, you don't make it to college or, you know, you don't make it to the level that you set for yourself, you're still an athlete. Yes. Right. right yes. You, you don't have to be the best to be an athlete. And no, I mean, right. I know you said it in maybe one of our very first episodes of, we still all identify as athletes. Yeah. Oh, not yeah, a single. I, I mean, Francis a little bit is still running. Morton, <laughs> oh, Emily yeah. still plays yeah. volleyball and like whatever. I I, 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 <laughs> I, I will. You know. I will. I would. <laughs> I was gonna say. I still will try a, a backflip every once in a while. <laughs> There's gonna come a day when I can't do it anymore, and then right. we might have to have a session for me to get to get through <laughs> that. But but like,
1: like, it's still
0: not even that you can't do it anymore. Like that's just your body. But yeah? you still identify that exactly. Way. Yeah. So
2: it's like. We are all still athletes, even though we've technically hung up the jersey.
0: If you like what you're listening to, be sure to follow The Athlete Cafe on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. But I, so I think even going into that though, like there's a big piece of that perfectionism that you're speaking on and just Mm -hmm. this, you know, you will always consider yourself an athlete, right? But Mm -hmm. like, that to me draws right into this idea of our self-esteem yes and how we view ourselves Mm -hmm. so self-esteem is this idea of what like do you love yourself do you how do you view yourself from an outside perspective which is really really crucial when you're growing Mm -hmm. up and 13 14 kind of right in that seventh eighth grade high school phase like trying to you're trying to show off to everybody. You're trying to be the cool kid. You're trying to make these friends. Like you're mm-hmm. going from eighth grade that to high social school. social approval. Yeah. Right. But there's a big piece to that of like finding these separate roles in your life because if you're sitting there at the end of a game and you didn't perform maybe as well as you wanted to or you lost and you sit there and say, I feel like a bad person because I didn't mm-hmm. play well. Mm-hmm. That is – Like your
1: entire identity is now like just on that game yep. that you had. Yeah, to and your it, performance. Yeah. And if – yeah, if you had a bad performance then it's devastating, right? Yeah,
0: it it could be, but that doesn't mean that you're a bad person because right. you had a bad performance. And then I'm honestly like I probably felt that way at some points, like it yes, it made me sad, but it made me feel lesser of myself because mm-hmm. I wasn't performing maybe for the people that I wanted to or mm-hmm. for myself and I'm putting all this time in and I didn't perform well. And so I think really just being able to understand how that self-esteem and how you feel about yourself is Like you become aware of that, Mm -hmm. it's going to really be able to help you. And then you can, if you have like a poor performance or you're not as happy with yourself, like you can lean into those other areas that you have to kind of help balance it too. Mm -hmm. So I think self-esteem to me is so important when thinking about your identity, because at the end of the day, if you don't love who you are and you don't have this, I mean, it's an ebb and flow. It's like an up and down thing, right? Like everyone has stuff about themselves that they don't truly love
1: Mm -hmm. and you got
0: to get kind of surrounded with that. But I mean, being able to separate that performance piece from Mm -hmm. who you see yourself as can be super Mm -hmm. crucial depending on how it impacts your self-esteem
3: what are your thoughts on all of you on your your thoughts on this like i feel like i've seen a bigger um increase in the lack of being able to separate your athlete identity with like other identities with athletes who um, their parents coach them because it bleeds Mm. into the different, you know. And I think from a personal perspective, like, I think I felt definitely when my dad was my coach, like, my self-worth or my self-esteem was definitely influenced by how my dad had felt like I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, if he was proud of me, I was proud of myself, right? If he was yelling at me or wanted me to do better, like, I was not happy with myself. And mm-hmm. also, and Flows with my success in lacrosse. But I think, like, a lot of the athletes I work with, I've had so many people say, like, I just wish they were my coach at, you know, the sport, at baseball, at lacrosse, but then my dad at home. And, like, yeah. really mm-hmm. set that boundary because it's hard to – have the boundaries, you know, crossed, right? Yeah, or, for sure, you
1: know,
3: blended. Yeah,
2: it's tough. And I've seen it – I've seen it go a lot of different ways. I recently was working with a baseball player, and dad was his coach. And I will never – like, in our intro call and, like, our first time meeting, the dad said, you know, Abby, if you come back to me and tell me that me being my son's coach is the root of his problems and is causing him more stress – Please tell me and I will step back. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is such a unique and almost novel kind of idea that I've heard from a parent. But like, I think part of it was that athlete was able to say to his dad, like, I need a dad right now. I don't Mm -hmm. need my coach. And and there was other times where he said, I need my coach and not my dad. Like there were some times where he's like, I need a little bit of tough love. And he kind of learned to ask for that. So he Mm. knew when to say my role right now as an athlete, my dad's role right now as a coach. And yeah. that is the identities I need to lean on to. And then he's right. like, there's other days where I just didn't play well and I was feeling really bad about myself. And so I just needed my dad to tell me I was going to yeah. be okay and right. that he still loved me and he wasn't mad at me because I didn't play well that day. And so mm-hmm. they, they did such a good job of it that they knew what identity was going to serve them best mm-hmm. in that. So I think, you know, athletes, if you're in that situation, or parents, if you're the parent and the coach, like have that conversation. Yeah, you know, when you when you get off the field, you're in the car, which we always we will get into yes. that. That car ride home from a game, from a practice is it can be a lot very yeah. touchy sometimes. Mm-hmm. You gotta be a little bit careful of how you play your cards with that sometimes. But you know, have that conversation of, okay, before we start any conversation about your sport, let's be really specific. Are we coach athlete? Or are we parent child right now? And mm-hmm. so that is, and it might feel a little silly at first right. to be like, okay, what identity are we going to do yeah. right now? But it's right. really, really important. So and, you know, it can just make it something that you can actually do to fix some of those issues yeah. of mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah. Cause I will say like, I, I feel like we've all had a lot of parent coach oh athlete oh, yeah. like relationships it's, that's interesting yeah. I'm wondering if, if it's I think it's just a younger athlete type of thing um yeah. with parents no I don't think so <laughs> no I no. say okay, I
3: think like I have a few in mind that high school for sure high school not okay. college but yeah like and on the the flip side of that you know one athlete in particular that I'm thinking about is the The dad has been the coach at the school for ten years, mm-hmm. and he came in. You know, he obviously goes right. to the same school that he coaches at or teaches at. And like the the athlete was like, I would never ask my dad to to step, down. step away. Yeah. You know, right. so there's mm-hmm. obviously it depends on the situation, of for course. Sure. But at the younger level, they choose. Most yes, of the time. Yeah. right. You know, and then at the high school level, it's kind yeah, of like a career. It's more of what I'm getting right. at, yeah.
0: right? But I think like the parent, the parents and kids that I've worked with that I've had, I feel like there's a like unspoken understanding of what that relationship should look like and there is no active communication about it and Mm -hmm. I think that to me is I try and communicate that with a lot of my parents in that situation of just like talk about it like say what what you need and like I'm not yelling at you at practice because Mm -hmm. I'm mad at you for something you did it for not cleaning the dishes at home right like I'm not taking it out on you this is me just being coach Mm and not mom or dad yeah Mm -hmm. so I think it's just any parents listening and if you're in this boat like just communicate and kind of Mm -hmm. be very outspoken about that because it makes a world of difference. Which we
3: will definitely dive into in another podcast. That's (laughs) a way to communicate. It's our favorite topic. We love communication.
0: Um, But yeah, so I think bringing that all together of just that communication piece, understanding how that, the way that you're communicating is building that self-esteem. But then again, going back to just what I was saying about self-esteem and being able to, have that be influencing or understanding just those different roles and mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. need from your different roles. Maybe you did have a bad game yeah. and you need to go chime into your art stuff yeah. and to kind of yeah. right. you feel a little bit better and decompress or.
2: Yeah. And I think that is another conversation I often have with athletes is they start to understand that they have multiple identities yeah. and they have multiple roles But the people around them Mm. really hone in on the fact that they're an athlete. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember so distinctly I would get to all these family parties and I had a very close family growing up and it was like every Sunday we ended up at somebody's house, you know, watching football or whatever it was. And the only question I would get was, how's gymnastics? How'd you compete yesterday? You know, how's training going? Mm -hmm. How's your injury? How are you healing? Right? It was was, – right. And it was (laughs) – and I think it actually got a little bit more – difficult when I was injured and yeah. so and I've, I've talked with a couple of athletes about this like especially when I had a cast on and when I was on crutches and that was such a physical reminder of mm-hmm. you know my identity at that point was an injured athlete yeah or I was injured and that was what I was known for so that's what people ask me about yeah right and it was hard because at that point I was getting accepted to my top choice college, I was starting to dance again. I had just, you know, kind of found some new passions in my life. And those were the things that I wanted to talk about. And I was like, I don't want to be reminded of the fact that I'm not a gymnast anymore or that I'm injured. Right. And it's hard because especially on those days where you feel like you didn't perform well and then everybody's asking you about it and you have to then tell them, Oh yeah, we lost. I didn't play well. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's when it starts to get tied into your self-esteem a little exactly. bit. So, a conversation that I have with some of my athletes and, you know, I wish somebody had told me too is you're allowed to direct that conversation yes. a different mm-hmm. way. You're allowed to be a little forward in teaching other people that you have other identities. Right. So, you know, for example, I was working with an athlete recently who's coming out of an injury and kind of almost transitioning back into her sport but you know it's everybody's like how's it how's it healing how are you progressing and all of this stuff and it be kind of it kind of became like the only topic her and her parents would talk about because it was so prevalent in their life but she was like but Abby like I also like got my chemistry grade up like significantly Mm -hmm, and she's like I want that to be talked about Mm -hmm. and so we talked about it and I'm like you can answer their question when they're saying, how's your injury? And you can be like, oh, it's great. And also, guess what? Like I got my chemistry grade up or guess what? I also Mm -hmm. have my school dance this weekend and I'm really excited. Do you want to see a picture of my dress? Right? Like it can be something as simple as you don't have to be mean and say, listen, I need you to uh, like acknowledge my other identities. I need you to not ask me about that. You can politely say, hey, here's your answer, but also here's something else exciting about me. And then Mm -hmm. that opens the conversation with these people to say like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were, you know, working with a tutor. That's really Mm -hmm. awesome. Or, you know, you say, you know, I ran really well, but also I just finished this art piece that I'm really excited about. And then they can be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were an artist. I can't
1: tell you like how many times, uh, so many people like on my team in my life, like in college, didn't know that I was an art student, like the first two years of college. And uh, like, I would be like, oh yeah, like I, I just came from the studio. Like I was working in there for like six or seven hours. They're like, What? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do have other things outside. (laughs) Right.
2: So I think like you're allowed to answer their question and, you know, give them that answer because it is a part of you. Right. You don't want to totally take it away Mm -hmm. and just say like, oh, yeah, like we didn't have the best game as a team. Like, but we, you know, we learned a couple of good lessons from it. But like also like we're going on this family trip later this mm-hmm. week and I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it and you know let's talk about that and yeah. I think
3: oh god no I was just gonna say just using like the direct communication of like I actually don't want to talk about that like <laughs> yeah. thank mm-hmm. you for checking in but I'm struggling it's kind of a trigger for me right now like I just don't want to communicate about my yeah. athletic career right now
0: yes, yes. it's yeah. hard you can set mm-hmm. that boundary yeah set the boundary I think too though it's important to I feel like a lot of kids, and I even struggle with this, of being so forward about things that mm-hmm. people aren't asking about. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes to that confidence a little bit, and that we talked about cocky versus confident and yeah. stuff. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like a lot of my kids are like, "Well, if no one's asking about it, like why would okay. I bring it up? Like they don't care. Like why do I want to talk about it?" Talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Bring it up. Like that's something that you should be proud of if you are. If you did come from your art studio, you're like, guys, <laughs> yeah. look what I just did. Like yeah. it's right. not cocky. It's you showing off what you've what you're proud of. Your other and,
1: identities. And your other yeah. identities,
0: right? Just because people aren't asking about it. Like you can still come forward and speak those different mm-hmm. identities.
3: And there's a difference between people not asking about it because they don't care, they don't want to know, like versus they just don't know no. what other right. identities are. Yeah, right. Have, it's right? they just might not like, know, right? Because how many times did you talk about your art
1: you know not not too much no one yeah <laughs> I mean like it it was weird because I would go to this art studio and there I was an art student right and nobody there knew that I was an athlete yeah. and then I would go to practice and it's like I'm an athlete there but no one knows like that I was an art student too and so it's, separate yeah and I think sometimes
2: like going along with that like you're allowed to ask them to be like hey do you want to see this You know, cool thing that I just did, or like, hey, coach, like, I might have to be a couple minutes late tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and like, that's just gonna have to be what it is. But hey, look at what I'm working on. Like, isn't this cool? Like, you're allowed to, especially even with coaches, too, be like, this is who I am. And Mm -hmm. it also helps them know how to coach you better. If your coaches know who you are other than an athlete, It helps them coach you better and it also can help you know how to be better coached and how to Mm – you know, the lessons that you learn in the other areas of your life. If you play an instrument, like that is a lot of self-discipline you have to have. You have to practice. You have to have the posture. You have to, Mm -hmm. you know, have all of this intricate, fine motor detail and motor skills that is going to translate –
0: Two other parts of your like sport, and it's just the performance aspect. Yeah, I was talking with that client who made the ensemble. I was like, "How the heck do you get up there and sing?" Right, could not be me. me." Could not (laughs) be me. That seems so much more stressful than going out and playing a volleyball
3: game. But going back to the coaching thing, something that one of my athletes told me that I thought was genius and very interesting when it comes to identity. Identity is when she was going through the college, um, like recruiting process. She made sure her number one thing was, does the coach have a family? Like, are they family-oriented? Oh, because wow. that shows her yeah. that they have other identities other than just being a coach, right? and that mm-hmm. they understand that the athletes also have other identities, yeah. which is so important and, like, really cool. something that, like, I recommend to a lot of people going through the process, if that's important to you, right, I think looking into that and um, asking those questions when you're talking to coaches in the recruiting process, like, do you have a, like, they don't have to have a family per se, but, like, do you spend time outside of mm -hmm. just basketball or just lacrosse? Like, you know, I think that's so important because they have that deeper understanding of what it, you know, it's fine to miss for, you know, um, an art. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know, an art, well, show. art show. An art that show, was, yeah. An yeah. art show or an uh, orchestra concert. Like, that's fine. And some coaches are like, that is not okay at yeah, all. Right? right.
2: So. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where, like, talk to your parents because I'm sure your parents will back you up on that. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and if they don't, find someone else in your life that's going to back you up on it because it's so important. And I was just working with an athlete or maybe Tuesday. I don't remember. But, you know, she is a very serious, very talented softball athlete. And, you know, she got on our call and was like, hey, like I don't have great service. so I'm sorry if like it's a little glitchy, but like I'm at my brother's baseball game. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. She's like, yeah, it's the only, only baseball game I'm going to get to all season because, you know, I'm so busy with my schedule. And I asked her, I said, do you need to be an athlete working on her mental performance right now or do you need to be a sister going to watch your little brother's baseball Mm -hmm. game? And she, you know, it was a hard – I kind of had to get it out of her. And she's like, I think I want to go watch my brother's game. And I'm like, go watch your brother's baseball game. That is – do not feel bad about it. And she felt a little guilty, I could tell, when like Mm -hmm. she was like, well, I was supposed to meet and now I'm going to cancel. And I was like, but this is what's important. This is what's going to – you know, you are not at practice right now. You should go be a sister right now. That is Mm -hmm. the role that you need to fill. And it's, it's important, you know, from our perspective too, is when they come to us for that, we also make sure that we're reinforcing with them that yes, you need to go be a
0: sister right now. And like, Mm -hmm.
2: we're on your side that that's the role you need Mm -hmm. to fill.
0: Right. And I think we kind of make it sound a little easy. Like I know not everybody can just mispractice for if you're not feeling it or if you're stressed with school or whatnot. Like we get that. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a reality to it, but just... Hopefully in listening to this, you guys can get just a perspective of like, okay, maybe I can, mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. what really is the priority here? How can I talk to mom and dad about, okay, like, how I'm, can I communicate it? How can I communicate it a little differently? Maybe I'm not going to get to miss practice, but maybe I can show up late. Maybe yeah. mom and dad will help me figure out, okay, how can I find my homework time? Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. I manage my time better? Like, use your resources. You may not always get that easy out of practice or whatever, yeah. but how can you speak what you need and be able to lean into those other identities mm-hmm. to feel supported
3: and try mm-hmm. to balance so you're yes. not becoming right. burnout or you know just putting all your eggs in your basket yeah, exactly right. to mm-hmm. explain that mm-hmm.
0: right yeah yeah no I feel like
3: I feel like we went through a
0: lot of good stuff and it's I think it's interesting yeah. too just how we have all had different we, as in the four of us here on the mm-hmm. podcast, have had different endings to our careers. Yeah, very oh, – like yeah. Four, yeah. Very, very four very endings, different endings, actually. I think. Huh? Me and you are probably think, similar. Yeah, yeah we're, probably similar, but – Probably, yeah. Um, me probably being the most normal and just ending it at college, but mm-hmm. I felt like I was very ready to be done. Like yeah. my – when I – I was excited to be a NARP, as we say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know more if anyone's if ever heard, heard this, this things, but <laughs> – um, It's a NARP stands for a non-athletic regular person. So um, I was very excited for that because volleyball was a fall sport. So I got my spring semester off with nothing to do. I got my one regular semester in college Mm. and I was stoked. So (laughs) we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I mean,
1: Francis, for you, it. I mean, I feel like, yeah, after college, I ended it. And I feel like my body was ready to be done with the sport. Um, I, like, at my senior year, I was just mentally, physically burn, burned yeah. out with everything. Um, but it was really hard, like, um, after I graduated, like, talking to people at home and talking to other people. And it's like, I'm not an athlete like like I'm not uh, competing anymore you kind of get that so what now what are you gonna do right and and then it's like that whole summer I was like where do I go in life now like I'm not I'm not starting in the fall with practice and school and so it's like oh my gosh like yeah and so I think it was like more like my body wanted it to end but like it was confusing to mm-hmm. like lean into my other identities that I had so yeah, yeah. I hadn't put that time towards it and I also yeah. think too there's a piece to
0: that of like what do
1: I do now because
0: like I didn't know how to work out on my own. I didn't know, like, yes, I had school to go to, but there's so many pieces of that where I, like, wish I would have thought about it ahead of time. And part yeah. of me was, like, I'm taking, like, two years off of yeah. what <laughs> like, I've done, but, like, that's not how everyone is. And so yeah. I think even just that piece of it, like, I wish I would have leaned in my other identities and thought about it earlier mm-hmm. so that way I could have had a better preparation exiting yeah. that piece. Yeah.
1: yeah. And but s- something that one of my coaches in college kind of told me, like, towards the end of senior year um and he wasn't uh, my coach, he was coaching for one of the other events, but um, he likes to emphasize like with his group that you're a student hyphen athlete. And so student comes first because when you hang up the jersey, you have that degree to lean on, right? Like those trophies just collect dust on the shelves, Mm -hmm. but like that degree you can use. So what do you want to do? The hyphen stood for everything in between all of your other roles, Mm. all of your like mental health. And so you have to kind of take care of that student and that hyphen before, before you can be up, an athlete. That. I just got chills. Like, I've never heard yeah. of it. Before I really that. like that. I feel like mm-hmm. that could
2: be, you know, a whole nother topic we dive into and can kind of break that down a little bit more. I think that could be such a valuable yeah conversation too. Yeah,
0: but. I think so. I and mean, you guys had very you guys
2: had very different, different endings.
3: endings. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not over mine yet. Probably <laughs> <So, laughs> still mourning. So yeah, obviously mine was um, graduated in 2020 and um, started lacrosse season, like the season started in January, February of 2020, and then um, COVID hit and shut down the whole universe no, um, literally in March. <laughs> so that was that was traumatic to say the least. And I think like one of the worst parts was um, our school said like, in Not to blame them because no one knew what was happening, but our school was like, hey, just go home for two weeks and you guys will be back. So we felt, you know, like we're going to come back. Like, yes, this sucks. We're going to be off for two weeks of our sport, but we're going to come back and finish our senior season. And, you know, being a captain, you know, it was the first season I was starting fully. Like I felt Mm -hmm. like everything that I had put my work towards was finally falling into place and then it was just ripped from under you so um yeah and that was going back to the identity I had no clue who I was no yeah. clue yeah and luckily the world was shut down for a very long time that I could kind of mourn kind of figure it out, figure out. and definitely it's been a transition but like at least it wasn't like just ripped from an injury standpoint yep. obviously which you'll get to and um then you have to kind of the life and the world still continues and yeah. you are kind of paused. So. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. that's a really interesting way. Like it was hard because, you know, when I was going through my surgery and it was kind of a lead up to my big injury, you know, I had had a little bit of pain and then I just kind of ignored it. Then it got a little bit worse and then I ignored it. And then I started feeling pain in a whole other part of my foot that I was like, that doesn't make sense for where I think my injury is. So I really mm-hmm. ignored that. And then I kind of had my big crescendo moment where I had the big dramatic fall. It, 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 was, it was kind of a mess. And it's, it's interesting to think back. You know, I can replay that in my head. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what the surroundings look like. You know, I can replay it so clearly in my head. And I remember I was sitting there. And, and it's so funny. And my mom remembers this. And we joke about it all the time. The first thing I said when I had medical around me is, don't tell my mom she's going to be so mad at me. No. Oh, my God. Because I yeah. th- thought my identity was as an athlete and I had failed mm-hmm. yeah. and I had disappointed my parents. And I think oh. she would mm-hmm. – sorry, Mom, because I know you're going <laughs> to listen to this and you're probably going to cry. But, like, <laughs> that was my biggest concern was, like, I just let down my mom, mm-hmm. my coaches, my teammates. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I was in a lot of pain but that wasn't my main person. concern. And mm-hmm. so I was in immediate denial that I was hurt and I was like I still I still have more to do. I still have to compete more. Like mm-hmm. I need to get going. And they were like no. Like you can't even walk right now. Like you're not you're not performing anymore. Um and so I was very it was interesting. So that was like the end of and sports for me for a little bit. And I saw so many other people still getting to perform and compete and that was hard. Mm-hmm. So I just transitioned to, well, now I'm going to dive into my recovery. Mm-hmm. So I kind of extended my part of my you know athletic career because I was like, I'm going to heal and I'm going to get better. And then it was just that, you know, what's worth doing again, what's Mm -hmm. not. And then, then I was very fortunate that I was able to come back and dance pretty normally in college and then, you know, had to leave. And, you know, it's, I had a lot of going, things going on, you know, in my personal life when I was dancing and leaving dance, but it just, it all kind of stemmed like if my injury hadn't happened, like Mm -hmm. my sports career would have ended completely differently. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of come to terms with like, what, what could I have done? What could I have been? And I remember I didn't have a coach. I had a coach when I was coming out of retirement from gymnastics where I was just doing some basics. I was really trying to get back into it. And I know she meant it as such a compliment. But I was remember I was just working handstands on beam, just kind of getting used to being up that high again. She goes, wow, you could have been really, really good. (sighs) And I know that she meant it as such a compliment. It crushed me because I was like, you're right. I could have been. And then I remember so distinctly... This same coach, she's one, She's a wonderful human, but I was, it was my last meet, my senior year, and I ended on vault, which was my strongest event. It's where I ended up being state champion, but you get two vaults so you vote once and then you get to decide if you want to do a second one. And so I decided, you know, my first one was good. I think I can do it a little bit better. And she came down to the end of the runway and she said, are you ready for your last piece of competitive gymnastics ever?
0: Oh my gosh. And I said, no.
2: (laughs) And, and it just was one of those moments where it like hit me in the face. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm done. done. Mm -hmm. I'm done now. And it could have gone a lot differently had I not got injured, but you know, like we said last time, there's a lot of things that were put into motion for me because of my injury that I don't think I would have gotten. Um, So it's taken a long time to come to terms that my injury could have been the best thing to happen to me because it did not feel like it at the time when I was trying to deal
0: with that identity crisis a little bit. Yeah. No perspective and awareness. And I think it's just interesting how it you know leads us all to be where we are I think we say that all the time you know just even in this career set like the, pe- the steps that yeah happened in order mm-hmm. to get us where we are and one of those everything happens for reasons I don't know people, if I would have wanted to hear that when I was would going not through it, it all them. but yeah, like it, 2020 for sure yeah. well awesome well good well hopefully I think the biggest takeaways from this hopefully for anyone listening is just communication is key communication with family with coaches with anybody mm-hmm. understanding what like I hope you guys think about what your roles are like take a second mm-hmm. and like debrief with yourself write them like, down write them down what else do I do what else is important to me and really lean into those maybe try that out this week and then also like where is my self-esteem like how do I mm-hmm. identify that way just kind of build some awareness because you're doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and you're amazing for what you do Absolutely. and it's just kind of given some credit to that even on the tough days mm-hmm. so anything anything else no i think that's good awesome well we will see you guys next time okay Bye. bye see ya if you like what you're listening to be sure to follow the athlete cafe on instagram tiktok and youtube you can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts